When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hola, buonasera, guten abend, and bonsoir. Good evening, people. Good evening. Bit of a change in mood. We'll get into why. Well, the real reason is why is because it's Eurostars night. Come on. Mm-hmm. Midweek, Wednesday. I know we've got Premier League action to talk about and Cup action, FA Cup possibly. But we're here for the European action, really. Mm-hmm. And I've got some of the some of the wisest minds with me today to talk about European action and a few other bits and bobs. I know Bilal was definitely want to talk about some bits and bobs. Bilal, my brother, how are you tonight? Yeah, listen, I'm very, very good. I know my colleagues, I would say, you know, to use that word today, Michael, Ty, they're not too happy. But me, listen, I had a long day today, I've come back, seen a bit of Inter, 3-0 looking nice. Then Patrick Vieira's African Cup of Nations team. <laughs> the football they were playing today was shocking. But somehow they yeah, they got something. So yeah, I've I've yeah, I've had a good night so far, man. Kept me awake. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Uh Michael, what are you saying? What time is it over in the US of A? Unfortunately, it's only 5 30. I wish it was like 10 p.m. so I could go to sleep because what Megan United did mm. to me today, long day. Long day. But it is what it is. I'm excited to talk about other leagues. That's what, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. excited about. No, no, 100%. 100%, man. I ain't going to, you know I mean? I ain't going to dwell too much, but I'm going to dwell. <laughs> mm. But not too much. Not too much. Mo, of course, 
probably the happiest man on the panel today for obvious reasons we're going to tuck into it. So I assume you're doing very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3-0. I'm happy. Super Copa. We win in the first final ever against Milan. We never won a final. We played them three times and this is... We won finally against them. And 3-0, we smashed them. And uh, tears. I'm drinking Milan tears today. Oh, I bet you are. I bet you are. Um, but I'm going to come... Uh, I've come to Ty last because I want to start with him as well. So I've come to you last to ask how you are. That's the, mm. you know, the nice and welcome and how are you, my brother? Are you good? So... I'm not going to ask you that tonight because, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to come across condescending or anything like that or being sarcastic mm. or anything like that. So I know how you're feeling because this Premier League's unforgiving. Man City and Liverpool have shown in the last few seasons, it's unforgiving. A draw feels like... In fact, what does a draw feel like, Ty? Bro, this is, this is it. I'm going to sum it up. It's raw... It's fresh. It's 10.40 here in the UK. The game finished 50 minutes ago. I am hurting. I feel like that is the biggest setback since the Brentford game. Listen, there's, there's so many things I'm going to quickly try and summarise as it's Eurostars, but I'm raw right now because I'm hurting. That was 83 minutes of brilliance. No yellow card. 1-0. Shit, how's your way to a 1-0 win? Nice away. away. Nice away performance. Perfect way to segment yourself into the Arsenal game. On Sunday, winning away, by the way, again tonight, that would have been 10 games in a row. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more going into the biggest game of the season. The 83rd minute to the 94th minute was a disaster, top to bottom. Casemiro, first of all, gets a yellow card. That rules him out of Sunday. Everyone knows how important and imperative he is to that side. Rules him out. Second of all, Manchester United, yeah, and I'm not going to come for Manchester United as in I'm coming on them hard, but I'm going to keep it real. I've got to constructive criticism. Mentally, this Manchester United team have not been tested like this since the Brentford game and the Brighton game. He got a yellow card and the players went to bits in that last 10 minutes. No control. No way of how to see out that game. I was like, wow, do you know what, yeah? Them players looked like they were already thinking about the Arsenal game. They forgot they had a job to do for 10 minutes. That yellow card was like, oh, Casemiro's out against Arsenal. No! You've got 10 minutes to play at Selhurst Park on a midweek 8pm. They go and score. The players walk off the pitch like they've just lost the cup final. For me, going into this Arsenal game now is going to be an absolute disaster in terms of confidence. I know we beat them without Casemiro and someone's going to say it last time. This is an Arsenal team that played very well at Old Trafford. They're at home. They're, they're now even further ahead in terms of their league table. They're, they're pushing for the title more than they were when they played last first time. Man, I just think, you know, you know, Manchester United probably needed a bit of a, you know, your famous saying it's gone around, Grizz, a bit of a humbler, but you know, people talking about us in the title race. We have gone on and won nine games in a row. I didn't expect it. So we are still exceeding expectations being in the top four race. And, you know, we're still in cup competitions. But we're football fans, yeah? And Griggs will admit it. We don't think we're going to win the league. But if we won tonight and then won at Arsenal, you can't tell me there's not 5% of me that's believing. You can't tell us that. You, everyone would be lying to you if I sat here and said, oh, I didn't believe a little bit. Because our squad's just as depth as Arsenal's, which ain't great. And Man City aren't performing. So, for me, this loss is... This draw, sorry, feels like a massive loss. And I think it kind of shuts up the title talk. So, for me, it's just the, the knives are in my back everywhere, you lot. And, and, and Bilal, all I'm going to say to you is get half your ticket ready for the parade. I, I want to I ask you something like for the Man United line also, Bilal. Listen, I, what I, I was watching the game on the side while celebrating, especially the second half, and I saw 
And I right away, what, what you said that last 10, 15 minutes reminded me of Crystal Palace against Arsenal, the first game of the season, and the Leeds against Arsenal team. And I mm. saw the difference in mentality. We talked about Arsenal closing, like seeing game offs. You know what I mean? Like Man United looked like there's a little bit of panic once Crystal Palace went into trying to score and did, like the shit houses, like the tackles and, and the mm. people. They put Eze on. Exactly. And I saw that the panic a little bit. Players are panicking. And I'm like, okay, that's maybe the why Arsenal are 10 points or 8 points ahead of you in the stands. Maybe you have, yeah, a good coach and a good system. But the mentality of like, calm, we're going to see this game out. No matter what mm. happens, we're having these 3 points. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. My Wi-Fi, I think, looked like playing out. But I got the gist of what Ty was saying. And I want to ask Michael if you're on the same if you're on the same emo emotional wavelength, because Ty, mm. I don't know. It's hard for me to just speak from the outside, but I know what it feels like because I've been in these races or, you know, potential races or potential, mm. whatever you want to call them. Are you that down as well? Yeah, I mean, for me, this game was just as important as Arsenal. Like, you need to win this game. It was so important. And I was one of the biggest advocates for Casemiro starting this game. I said, oh, we must start him this game because we need to win. And he, like yep. I said, for 82 minutes, he was perfect. He was not going into challenges. He knew what was on the line. And just I think for me, it was his fault because I don't think he needed to make that challenge. I don't think Zaha was going to do anything from that situation. And he just slid in. But honestly, after the second half of just abysmal from the beginning, United players were just launching the ball forward, and this is why I've been adamant about saying we need a tempo setter. There is no tempo setter in this team. Casemiro, as good as he is, he, his passing is always direct. He wants to pass it long. Bruno, we know how Bruno is. This guy, he loves the long pass. Rashford, for me, he was tired today. I'm going to be real. He did not look yeah. fit. Uh, Weghorst was good in the first half. Like The first half was amazing. Counter-pressing, heaven. We were just winning the ball back with ease. But... These players just maybe not ready for that type that type of game mentality, like most said, like Arsenal seems to have that mentality. Our players, because like Ty said, that's that yellow card. The moment we got the yellow card, you just saw everyone's mood go down. Bang. Just that last 10 minutes, just we couldn't hold on. And then it was just a wonder goal. I don't know why Michael Lisa didn't even celebrate. This guy just like he looked like ice cream. He probably like he probably supports us underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Should come our way then, because we, we need a new right winger. But anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about number 21. Yeah, who's the flop of that. the match tie for you today? From your club, for your Ooh, team? Who was, who was poor? Um, I, I don't want to come on to Rashford. I thought Rashford was quite poor, if I'm honest. But Anthony, for me, defensively, he was fine. But going forward, I think he gets into great positions. But more should come out of the great positions he's in. I think he's very predictable. And also, I think, like I've said to you, Mo, on many streams, I think even the other day, we talked about Mudrick and players like that that come in. Players that can run past players like Martinelli, the set maximums. Anthony can't run past players. So I actually think, yeah, even though he hasn't got the intensity, I'm going to call it. Give it four weeks. Jaden Sancho is going to be the right winger again for Manchester Do you think United. he's similar to Hakim Ziyech? Yeah. yeah, it's similar. Yeah, similar. It is. I'm not saying he's similar in terms of like a, a player because I think Ziyech's more central rather than Anthony Moore hugs the touchline. But in terms of the pace and the way it comes to beating players, yeah. they don't really beat players enough. And I just think United today... Oh, I don't know. I don't want to say because I, I said that, you know, the first two losses were a blessing because we saw changes with Maguire and stuff coming out. We ain't going to see many changes because today's team was the best defence and our defence was very good. Wambasak has been brilliant. But, you know, going forward, again, not killing off games, not killing off teams. And when you're in the Premier League at elite level, 
that's what you need to do. And, you know, we could talk about the penalty. Was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty? That doesn't matter because in the second half, like Michael said, we were poor. And I, I just feel like we're going into this Arsenal game now where it could have been brilliant. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you play every three days. Your energy's up. You just think about the next game. Now, I wish we had a week off before the Arsenal game, but we don't. And I think timing's everything. And Arsenal, Bilal, you're probably touching it right now as a coming into the game. It's probably the perfect scenario for you right now. Yeah, no, 100%. I was... Obviously, I'm going to be confident before the game. Man United coming to the Emirates, Thomas Party playing. That first game, I remember how much of a miss it was. Yeah, Thomas good Party point. In that game. Good point. It was crucial. Exactly. And that's the only game we've lost this season because we didn't have our main man in that middle, right? And with Casemiro missing, obviously, that's going to... He's been... A, he's been. He's transformed Man United's yep. midfield. So, for him Everything. to go out, of course, of course, the Arsenal fans are celebrating because we know how important he is. We know McTominay compared to him it's not even night and day it's more than that it's like the ground and and space you know it's something else it's, it's unbelievable the difference so yeah for for us from an arsenal point of view of course i'm going to be very happy but yeah i think honestly it, you know what it is the reason why not only arsenal fans are happy i think it's the reason you know united fans have been talking title talk i know the man city game you know has hyped everyone up i understand but the truth is, for Man United, just getting in the top four this season is the, the goal, right? Yeah, and that's was, no, yeah, is, and that's no, mm. yeah, exactly, and that still is. It's not a slight on Man United for this season. Next season, after a summer transfer window, then we can expect Man United to start pushing, being more consistent, and showing us more. But right now, a draw in the total, in the totality of everything, it's not, you know, the end of the world. But no, it's not. Term, Look, yeah, when, when, when we when we when we spoke or when I was speaking to certain Man United friends. Um, and they were talking about the next three games, which was starting last week with the Manchester derby, Palace away, Arsenal away. Three games. So many of them were telling me, yo, if we get seven points, we're so nice. Yeah. If you offered us seven I... points right now, we're so nice. Nine, we're in a title race. Yeah. 100%. Seven, we're very nice. It's amazing, isn't it, how fortunes change. You pick up the Man City win, which you didn't really expect. Yeah. Right? So you're, not you, even, you're, you're, you're four minutes away from six points. You're four, mm-hmm. and, and, and exactly. exactly. And then just within, as you said, within 10 minutes, you lose your main guy. Yep. And, and nobody can deny he's your main guy. Yep. 100%. He is. Like, it's not often many people call the DM the main guy, but I think in your case, you can call him the main guy. Now you're going to Arsenal, their tails will be up. Crowd will be up. They're definitely on a title charge. And you guys... You guys, I don't think you're in a title race, and I'm and I'm sure most sensible rational yeah. fans like yourself knew that. Listen, we're the we're the least favourites out of the whatever, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. But now it's one of those because it's a wild, wild league. Mm-hmm. If someone gave you a point at, because you you want to consolidate around you, so for example, shitty, shitty Liverpool, and we are we're shitty. We're not even no conversation, no conversation. But if we win against Chelsea. We go eight points behind with a game in hand. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Would yeah. you take it's a wild season? Yeah. It's a wild season. That's gettable. Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you take a point? Yeah, I take a point at Arsenal right now. Of course I do. I I, I have to. Michael, you taking a point? Absolutely, because I think we're gonna get battered. So I'm taking the point. Right now. <sighs> yeah. Good, good. Let me I tell you know, something. Man, I, you think, I, think, it... I think you're a good way. Uh, 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 one Bissaka. Nah, 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 Wait, one Bissaka today. 
Wilfred Zaha today is he's gone home. He's anyone been, else? Yeah. Like, Wamba Saka Martinelli. I believe in Wamba Saka locking him up, but the rest of it is is what we 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 can't see. Party back, Casemiro out. Odegaard in, McTominay or Fred. And I think what you'll probably do is cram the midfield again and, and play Bruno out on the right when actually, how are we going to hurt Arsenal? Probably in transition and turnovers. Well, Bruno on the right isn't going to get past anyone. So everything's sitting in Arsenal's favour. And let me tell you one thing, how big this was. Did you guys hear the commentator when he got booked? He was talking, it was like they scored a goal. Oh my God, Casemiro is out of the game. I was like, it was just like, it was big, yeah, rip, yeah, rip my skin off layer by layer. Like when a when a commentator is getting that hype about a yellow card, you just know as a football fan in general how big that is. And do you know sure. what? We'll, we'll trust your manager, Ty. Trust your manager. He, yeah. he didn't get it wrong. Trust your manager, Ty. I promise you. Yeah. Ten Hag, the talk before yes, me and you talked yesterday. You trust your manager. Your manager I is do. good. He has a plan. And I think you're not gonna, it's not gonna be an easy game for no. Arsenal. I think you have a chance. As I agree with Grizz, you're going to this game, you're not inferior. Yes, it's a way you're not inferior. I know that Casimir is out, but he proved that he can play with Fred, he can play with McTo- it, it will work out. Like, I know what you're talking about, but listen, you have so many players now in form that so you I don't t- need to worry that much. Exactly, Russia, I'll tell you a couple of things, and it's weird. I'm a Liverpool fan speaking like this, yeah, on a game like this, yeah, but but. I like talking football. Mm. I think the pressure and the onus is all on Arsenal. And that's and that's the mentality. And that's the mentality and mindset your coach should and he will put into your team. Go out there and do what you guys have been doing recently, especially away from home. Did you say 10 wins in a row or something? It would have been, yeah? It would have been, yeah. Mad. Mad, 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 mad. And look at your fixtures that you've had and everything. Like including Man United, you've just played Man City. Um, you, I don't think you've got nothing to fear. Arsenal will be the pressure team. They need to keep you, up. You the know what it is, Grim, especially yeah. if Man City pick up Spurs tomorrow, because they it will. It's true. Man City, Man City will turn over Spurs tomorrow, and the pressure will be in Arsenal. Now, are we sure? Are we sure? History, history is sort of different. Yeah, Haaland's grabbing a couple. I think tomorrow. No, no, no. Tottenham fans are brain. They lose, you know. No, no. Spurs are whack at the moment. Spurs are so whack. It's unreal. And there's big issues at Spurs. Trust me. Trust me. There's big issues at Spurs. But I think Arsenal are in a position now where every week they're passing their test. Every week people are saying this is the test for Arsenal. This is the test for Arsenal. I tell you what, this is the test for Arsenal because. All the pressure, all everyone was expecting. Well, with the yellow card, more pressure now. Chris. Especially, I was just going to say, especially mm. with that Casemiro, everyone's going to say, oh, it's a four. Because look how everyone's talking, oh, it's a yeah. foregone conclusion. I mm. don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I think it's going to be a monumental battle. And I, as a neutral, neutral Man United, Arsenal, You're neutral. not a neutral. You're not. No, <laughs> I am. I, like, no, no, I actually want. Chris, I don't don't give me that. I'm telling uh, you, you want Arsenal to win. Nah, no, I want Arsenal to win. Well, He's thinking about it like, yeah. He's like, he's going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're not that far from yeah. me, but I'm not going to come to your house if you say what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, ask. Yeah, I want, I want, ask, I want to ask us to smash you guys. You know what, still, though? Yeah. <laughs> smash! <laughs> you know, the last thing I will say, the last thing I will say in it is that I don't want to sound cliche, but you know in these big games when you go to sort of Anfield and you go to City and Emirates, for us Griggs, if we get through the first 20 minutes and we can just yeah. settle in and not allow them to score, then let's see how the game unfolds. And from Bro, that moment, you remember the fi- you remember the 15-16 game when they rushed us? 
at the yes, end. Right? LVG, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like, that's what we got to avoid because I have feelings yeah. that's going to happen right now. So if we can avoid that first 20 minutes, order guard or something. Michael, you know the vibes. That's the vibes that are happening on the weekend. That's yeah, why I'm that's, feeling that. It's not looking good. Listen, Sancho we're gonna we're gonna crashing it in. Let's let's move on though. Now, <laughs> got, man. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. We got we got Premier League carnage tomorrow, Friday. Yeah. You know? We're gonna talk about the games, the massive, massive weekend of games. Uh, Arif sends in a super chat. He says, "Grizz, I remember you once said on a calling con that you that you thought Potter was one of the best coaches in Europe. Has your opinion changed at all? It wouldn't change that quickly. And that you know, he was doing a magnificent job. I'm pretty sure I said it when he was at Brighton." Uh, with the with the resources at, at his disposal, with the way he operated with his players, and it goes to show you that it's not always a one man job. He's gone to Chelsea, and they've flooded him with a whole heap of random players from random leagues, random profiles, three hundred million. This is not a pot of problem. This is a Chelsea mindset problem, Chelsea hierarchy, Chelsea structure problem. This ain't a pot of problem. Pot is a fantastic coach of men, of players. And I, I still think he is. I, I don't think I ever said one of the best coaches in Europe, though. I don't know. Like, find me and send me that clip wherever I said that. I'm sure I'd never said one of the best coaches in Europe. But thank you for the super chat. Still. Uh, what if you said it's okay? Maybe at that point he was doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I once said it. Yeah, yeah, I once said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I once said it, you know, so, you know, I once said it and that's it. But Before look, we move it, on, people, there's 200 of you here and only 50 likes. We need the likes to go up. The 100 now, underneath your live chat, it looks like this. Just close your live chat, hit that like button, and then come back and chat with us. Make that happen. To Are you serious? 50 likes? You know what? I need a hype merchant. You know what? Mo's got... You know what, Mo? I'm going to like it myself. You're such a hype merchant. You got me liking this shit. <laughs> I love this. I need I need, I need, need Mo in my life, bro. I'm liking my own streams. Every bro. like counts. Every, Every like, like counts. Every no, like no. counts. Talk, talk soon, people. Let me just like my own stream. But yeah. yeah. Now listen. <laughs> listen, Eurostars is in the building, man. Wow. We had some fixtures. And I'm... And, you know, because Mo hyped up the likes, I have to start with one place and one place only. Wow, 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 wow. Super Cup. First, tell us the relevance and the importance of it in so, recent times, Mo. Because obviously, let, you know say... that lately, yeah, mm -hmm, lately, mm -hmm. every Open. team goes, they play their first team. It's becoming big in Italy, the Super Cup. After it is like bought, like uh, the Saudis, they do it. It's a big hype. They make it midweek, no games in the same time, and teams get like days off before and after. Look at the lineup, the two lineups, the strongest lineups available for both teams. Both coaches are taking it serious. It's not a community shield. In Italy, the media takes that serious and it shows in the lineup, right? Like even Simon Kea coming in, they didn't rest him. It's his first game back. No, throw into the mix right away because they wanted to win this game. But Milan... Listen, I'm just going to tell you, Inter were brilliant today from the first minute. In the first 30 minutes, they didn't allow Milan an inch in the game. And everybody was on point. And I just have to give credit when credit is due to the Lautaros, the Zecos. Yes, no pace. But you can have no pace in the team if you play to the strength of these players. Mm, and mm. exactly what Inzaghi did. He didn't ask them to run 50 yards with the ball. The mm. ball was already in the final third when they got it. So they didn't have to run with the ball. So this is a big deal for both teams. It's a, as the commentator said, and I, I was, I was the commentator is Matteo Bonetti, who is uh, I, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a big Milan fan, 
and he was saying that's a bad loss for Milan, especially after the bad form they have been. They won only one game mm. in the last five. So this is going to affect their form in the league. But Inter now, we won five out, out of the six games, including Napoli and this game. I think it's a good step for us. Yes, it's only Supercoppa, but it is a trophy. And you can only win what's in front of you. And with the Napoli's form, who are on the track to get 100 points, nobody can compete with Napoli in the league. And I know that you want to talk about the game mm. against Juventus, but for this game, we can only beat what's in front of us. And it was Milan today, and we smashed them. And Hakan, even after the game, he was kind of like... Uh, uh, Talk back about their celebration when they had his face on something on the bus when they won the thing, and he said, "Eat that." He literally said that. Mm. Look, uh, look, Bill out. Uh, Mo's right. You have to win whatever trophy you're in, whichever competition you're in. It can only breed confidence. It, it has to, especially with with Inter team. You know, not doing as well as they were or could be doing in the Serie mm-hmm. A. Um, who you got in the Champions League? Porto. We should Porto. be able to win that. So, yeah, so it's all about confidence building and there's nothing more sweeter than being your in your in a derby, your, your locals, this, regardless of what competition what it is. Trust me, we all be in that feeling. We all know that feeling. You guys know that feeling fresh. I thought it was impressive from Inter. Like Mo says, not, when you look at that team, the first thing that stands out is just no pace, man. Where's the pace mm-hmm. at? But they were so powerful, so direct. Mm-hmm. And... I want to I want to get everyone's opinion on Ezen Dzeko, but mm-hmm. just that was a dominating performance. I mean, look, don't get it twisted. I've called out AC Milan so many times that they think they're a very average team, and everyone's like, "No, you haven't seen AC Milan come up. We got Rafael Leao, we got Hernandez, we got Tim- what's his name Timori." Mm, I, said, so, I, said, mm. I said, I said, I said, AC Milan's not it. But anyway, Inter Milan had to do their job. Yeah, no, hundred percent Inter. In this game, look very impressive. You know, there's one player who always impresses me whenever I see Inter, and it's DiMarco. DiMarco. I don't know what, it, bro. He's just like always in the right spaces. He's always good. Sometimes he and he gets a lot of big chances. I've seen him miss sitters at times. I'm like, oh, how did you miss? But he's always in the right positions. I'm thinking, listen, Mo, do you want Kirantini? I'll do a little swap deal. I don't know if you guys <laughs> are entertaining anything, man. <laughs> Santini to, to Inter. You know, uh, I'm gonna tell you something about DiMarco since you mentioned him. Just a quick fact: it's the first. Milan-born Inter player to score in the derby since 1968. Wow. Wow. Jeez. That was Inter that player shows. that was born in Milan. So he's, he's Inter through and through, right? Since he was a kid. Yeah. It's the first one since 1968 to score in the derby. Wow. Yeah. That shows Inter the, the heritage, Internationale. You know, all the like players that have come from abroad, even the way I think the club was made was because they wanted to sign foreigners, right? And then yeah. obviously Milan didn't want to and obviously the split happened there. But yeah, now Inter are looking, look, looking really good. And you know what it is? You're hearing talks about guys like Brozovic, Barcelona have come in for him and Kessie to the other side. I don't know, Kessie, maybe go back to Milan, don't go to Inter. They might need you a bit more. But really and truly, and Brozovic sitting there like, no, I don't want to leave Inter right now. I'm happy here. You know, that's a talk right now. I don't know if it'll change in a few days or something will happen to the transfer market. But I just think that's the the level of the feeling that even players have when they play for Inter. Barella, impressive today. Again, I know we'll touch on Dzeko and I'll just talk about him very, very quickly. But I think this guy's had one of the most ridiculous careers you could ever think of. Since 09, I'm pretty sure from Wolfsburg to what he's doing now, it's just an absolute... 
absolute joke. But yeah, big up Inter today. But for me on the Milan side, the goalkeeper, I can never say his name. Yeah, thank you for saving me. That goalkeeper, I know Inter look, um, Milan are looking for a new goalkeeper. They need to get one ASAP because I'm not sure when Mignon is coming back. Liao as well. I know Mo again. My guy, we'll get on to him. You know, I'm not even going to mention his name. He's that good, right? But Liao for me, I don't know what it is about him. And I, I, I don't know... I don't want to put him because this team of Milan isn't isn't the greatest team. They, they don't really control the ball the way they should. They don't really create. They rely on the him, they Bilal. They rely on yeah. him too much. Exactly. Yeah, but, and but, maybe, they, but they but they but they've just renewed. Benasir. Tonali is very highly thought of. Um, you've got uh, Ibrahimi, who's just Ibrahim Diaz. Yeah. Ibrahim Diaz. Sorry, like but even. You know, then you got Rafael Liel. Then you got the uh, what's his name, the Brazilian left-footed winger. Messias. Messias. Yeah. Not great. No, the thing great, is, but... the thing is, even with Benacer, like they renewed him. I know, and this is the thing they've been struggling. They let a few players hacken when Kessie's gone. They're, they're losing players in, in stupid ways. Donnarumma left. Let's not forget. So they need to work out on the contracts. With Benacer, they gave him an extension, but I'm pretty sure he's got a 50 million release clause in there anyway. I think it's just to kind of protect his value. We'll see with Liao if they can keep him there. They're saying they're offering what seven million a year. This one I was gonna say deal. I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys, right? If they're in a situation like they're in now and you get a huge offer to rebuild, because they haven't got much money, right? If you get a huge offer with your prize asset Rafael Liao, when I say huge offer, are we are we talking 80, 90 million guys? Do you agree or am I am I exaggerating? If you get whatever whatever Mudrick went for Maybe plus yeah, 20. Exactly. Plus 20, yeah, exactly. Plus 20, exactly. Okay, so let's just say around 100 million. Yeah. Yeah. Do AC Milan rebuild with that money or do they have to stick with him in an average side and look for bargains? How do you do with this? Because he's the he's the shining light, guys. Giroud okay. ain't doing it anymore. Do you know, do you know how I look at this? We've big up Giroud in the past, but he's not, he's not it. Yeah. You... Ber- uh, Rebic, in and out, injury, not it. Brahim Diaz flatters to deceive, and that Messina, yeah. Rafael Liao is the gem. Hundred million do you, rebuild. Do you know what I, I would actually say for Milan that they take it, and the reason is they've already won the league with Rafael Liao, so they've done what their main objective would be with Rafael Liao on the side. I also mm-hmm. think Rafael Liao will eventually want to move on, so mentally he might check out. A hundred million right now, when you're looking at Madrid and you look at Anthony, how he's come to Manchester United and stuff, he's worth obviously more than them. So they could take that money right now. And one is another injury. What if he gets, not saying he has got an injury, but if he got an ACL injury or something like that, he doesn't come back the same, then he's still on your books. So for me, they've already hit the heights of winning the league, which is what their aim's always to do for any team yeah. in the Premier League or whatever it is, when you're domestic. So cash in, rebuild and go from there. Because I don't think that his value for me is going to rise much higher than the 100 no, million it is it now. Possibly, they yeah. take it while it's at its peak. That's this is that, that's a very good point because do you really see this team improving, Michael? Do you really see this Milan team competing, which would mean Rafael Lier getting more exposure? Because I see the opposite. I think they're yeah. in a period of mediocrity and they need some injection. I mean, I don't know the financial situation. Didn't they get new owners? They didn't they get like some new investment from America? Like I know, like the Yankees owners, like. Yes, now we're kind of invested. Well, in any place. insight on that? Mo? No, no. Gazidis went there from Arsenal. The club is uh, the, yeah. Then they got then they got to sell. Sounds like Man City or something. I know Man City need a winger or something. Sell that hundred mil. 
and just rebuild from there. They've shown that they can get quality players for cheap yeah. pricing. Yeah, so, yeah. Trust your if they offer him around, honestly, if they offer him around to say 100 million, someone will buy it. But I mean, I mean go it. for him. I mean, it's a, it's a huge decision that Maldini is going to have to make, right? Because yeah, yeah. he's the sporting director. Because mm. look, they look a pale, pale shadow of the great Milan teams. I know, we, you know, we've touched upon it, but um, enough about Mil- in, uh, AC. Michael, talk to me about Asian Jekko, man. This guy. Yeah, yeah. For me, f- we, we spoke about, I think a couple of weeks ago, or one of the shows we spoke about the most underrated forwards the last decade. I think for me, he's up there, if not the most underrated of the last yeah, decade. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Bilal mentioned Wolfsburg, so he won in Germany. Do you remember that partnership? I don't know. You might be a bit too young. I've watched highlights of it. I've watched highlights of it. Like, try with it, graffiti, graffiti, and and look at the two careers from graffiti. Yes. So everyone was talking about graffiti is going to be the one. Yeah. What a partnership. Gone, Mm -hmm. disappeared. Look at Jekyll from there. Yeah, Man City. Obviously, we all all remember the Man City days where I mean, he was a he's probably one probably one of the best backup checkers you could ever have behind Aguero, but he was clutch for them. And at Roma, I really liked him because I, I was always watching that Roma team because they had a lot of Greek players on there. So I was always keeping an eye on them. He was really good there. And at Inter, he's been quality the last two years. So what a career for him. Um, he's won trophies. Um, that's all you could really ask for. And he'll be he's remembered a, nicely. He's a, he's in the mode of proper goal scorers, isn't it, Mo? We'll let you finish with uh, with Jekyll tribute. Um, what does he rank for you, man? He's good. He's not ranked on the highest like Inter, the Melitos, the Ronaldos, the Zamoranos, but he has been good for two years. For me, he is the best striker to come in like into the career to Inter, to be honest, and score like double digits two seasons in a row. You cannot ask for more than this for a 35 plus years old. Double digits already this year. 10 goals already and we're not even halfway through. So he's on course to 20 goals at the age of 36. That's how good he is in scoring goals, to be honest. Maybe he's not the quickest guy, but you put him in the right place and then bang. And he's a big game player, scoring against Napoli, scoring against Milan now, scoring against Milan in the in the derby before. So he's a big game player. And we know that. We know that when he played Barcelona, I remember when he knocked him out in Champions League. Big game player, Eden Dzeko. Mm, I mean, uh, Ty, Dzeko, any last comments on Dzeko? I mean, I think Mo's underplaying him, man. Like... Uh, I don't know. I think Zeko is one of them players. That I can understand you're saying we can say he's underrated. Um, but I also think with Zeko, he's one of them strikers that would always be good at the teams that aren't the best, best teams, if that makes sense. So I don't think if you put Zeko in like all the teams that were sort of winning always, I know Man City, I get it, but he was there part of that cycle when they were sort of getting better and coming into that cycle of winning, winning, winning. But like Wolfsburg, you look at the Romans now, you look at Inter Milan's, it's not like teams of dominance. I feel like he's good at being it, just them teams below the dominance because he can thrive mm-hmm. there. The pressure's a bit less. So very good striker, always guaranteed to get you goals. But yeah, he's one of them players that I don't think would have Would been have been very good at Manchester United as well. Instead Fair of enough. Boys. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I, I rate him. But, but, but very good goal today, by the way. Also uh, just no, yeah, but that's what I mean. He's exactly, I'm saying it's exactly. He's like, when you His need recently as well. you don't have money, exactly, Ty, like what, the big horse signing for you is exactly the same. But Jekko come in and, and he brought goals. Like, mm-hmm. now two seasons now, goals, goals. So, yes, I, I get what Ty is talking about, and he's on point, to be honest. This is exactly, he's not the guy who's going to win you the trophies, but he's the guy that if you need a striker at the moment to get you by the season, he's, he's very good, to be honest. He's, he's been mm. great. Fair enough. 
Um, but both teams, both Milan teams, one Inter Milan team is celebrating a Super Cup. AC Milan is sort of struggling along to, I think last, the game, last Serie A game week, I think we spoke about it in terms of title decider. Um, my God, was it a decider? Uh, Bilal, Juventus, the old lady, has it start, has it start singing? Because they went to Napoli and my God, on the back of a decent run, they got back into that groove of Allegri, one nil wins, late winners, clean sheets. Was it eight clean sheets in a row or something? They turned up. I got yeah. this. I got this one. They turned up at um, the what's that? What's that stadium called, Mo? I love the name of that. Diego stadium. Armando Maradona. Yeah, they, they, they turned up, and I tell you what, they got torn a new one. Um, Bilal. Yeah, listen. This is when we talk about. I'm so happy. Like football's winning. You know, sometimes I think we come into these kind of games, right? And we're like, oh, man, Juventus might just turn up and just turn Napoli Mm. over somehow, Mm. just somehow just do it. Di Maria tried and Di Maria, what a player he is. We all know how amazing he is. But honestly, on on that game, that 5-1, football won. And I look at the two up front. I'm just going to have to start with them because you could talk about the other players, the midfield, etc. But these two up front, well, Kavicha. And Osiman. Osiman, after every every day I have to say I'm sorry, bro. I got it wrong. You're not a scrub. <laughs> this guy is insane. I underestimated, right? Did you think he's, he's a scrub? I thought technically he's not good. I thought he wouldn't be able to do it at a high level. I thought, yeah, he's a good athlete, but how how far is that really gonna take you? But really and truly, the more I watch him, his athleticism is like you know, like the 0.01% of whatever top athletes are. He's insane. Like he, he he takes out three, four players by himself just with his pure athleticism. And then technically as well, he's not even too bad. Like one of the assists for um, Kavatskalia's goal, where he kind of he passes it across, and obviously it's a beautiful finish by Kavatskalia. It wasn't a great pass by him. I don't. I think other players will play a better pass, is nicer. The way it kind of bobbles, and you know, Kavatskalia still has to do a lot to get it into the what's it, the bottom corner or on the right side. I can't remember if it hit bottom. Yeah, pretty sure it hit bottom, right? And then. I feel like sometimes I watch him like, okay, you've got that little bit in you. Maybe that's why I had pre- prejudice against him. You know, I test as I are, nah, nah, nah. But really and truly, he's unbelievable. And then, of course, Carascalia for me, I don't care what anyone says, right? I've already declared him the best left winger in the world. I don't care what anyone says. And the reason is, this is this is my hype. I don't care. I said he can do it. I believe in this guy's talent. I've seen him. I watch the likes of Vinicius every week and I'm thinking, nah, you're not moving me the way you should be moving me. I look at my guy Martinelli. I ask him, I'm like, yeah, you're good, but you're not moving me the way you should be moving me. Neymar, in and out. Unless Mbappe wants to play left wing all the time for me, I think he should go up front. Then there's a conversation there. But really... This kid is the truth. And you know when you see the truth, you have to just say he's the truth. And yeah, mm-hmm. just an unbelievable player. The midfield, fantastic. The defence was good. The goalkeeper as well, Merritt, I don't know his rate in there, 6.8. But the end of that first half, pulled off some big, big saves. If one of those chances went in, things could have changed. So yeah, I think the whole team had a really, really good performance. The one position that Napoli are weak in, in my opinion, is that right wing position. I think Politano... He's got a nice little left foot here and there at times, but he just doesn't offer mm-hmm. yeah, enough. And even Lozano at times, I'm not feeling it. If they could get another player to play on that side, 
right? I remember when Arsenal wanted Nicolas Pepe, the other team that wanted him was was Napoli. Of course, Pepe is not that level, but it's one of those ones, that kind of profile of player who you think, you know the idea of a Pepe, that's yeah, why it costs 72 yeah. million. That mm. sort of player could really be good for Napoli. But apart from that, everything's looking good. Even the likes of Elmas, I, I, I like the way he's looking. There's a lot of players in that team. The bench is looking good, Raspadori. There's a lot of players coming in and out of the team. The squad depth is looking nice. I haven't got much more to say about them in terms of like how good they are, but on the Juve front again. Now yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let the others. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I'm gonna. I think Mo is gonna love going in on Juve. Before I get to the Juve, <laughs> excuse me, Michael. It's a wrap. Syria, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a wrap. They're, that Scudetto's coming back to Naples for the first time in like thirty something years. Um, I mean, Bilal covered the the two guys up front. I mean. Osiman, uh, the ADL. Now we're co- we're coming in the summer. We need to put that 150 million right on the table. Bring that guy to Old Trafford. I, I know Igalo taking pictures with him and everything. Uncle Ju- Uncle Igalo recruiting everything. But oh no. shit! But Osiman, like Bilal mentioned, athleticism. There is not like a ball. I don't think that Osiman cannot get to. Like there is, I think he could like attract the ball to him. Like whatever the angle is, like his reach is so incredible. Like it's in- so fascinating. I think the left, the best left wing in the world shots would reach it a little too premature. Like you still, we still got to see more of him. Who's better? Him. I still think Vinicius is better. I think he proved last season, like when chips on the table, like UCL final, he showed that season with Benzema was incredible. Mm-hmm. I still think that even a Marcus Rashford for me is still better than him. I think Vinicius. I still think Vicha has mm. like the consistency levels, the ability is there, and the ceiling is very high. But for me to call you the best in the world, you just need to show a little bit more, not just one season next year. When not player winners can you like the back to back, the pressure's on you. Can you repeat it? Because teams are gonna have more tape on you. Mm. They're gonna they're gonna start yeah, feeding you around more. So I had a logic and, and I liked the Vinicius shout because he's done it at the very, very highest level. Even he Liao. Chambuling. Like but uh, the guy in the uh, same uh, league as him. But, the, uh, the guy in the same league as him because Liao, like Vicha has an Osiman. Liao don't got an Osiman. He has a 38-year-old Giroud up front and like a 45-year-old Ebro. So it's still a little more help that like I no. think so. Very, very quick, very quickly, Bill has made his feelings clear. Mo and Ty, Kavicha, where does he where does he rank for you in, in the best left wingers? Very quickly. We won't draw too long on this. Ty. I I, I naturally just had him in my like I don't have him a top five. There you go. Yeah. Top five, yeah, that's right. I have him too. Same here. Same here for me. I can top five just, still, yeah. It's just not enough. It's the same as saying Odegaard is as good as Kevin De Bruyne or Odegaard. Yeah, it's like them type of yeah. yeah. You know, like, like my, 18 games, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, Michael, go on. So you're saying yeah. the rest... You, so are we... Are, about Labaka, I'm about, to, I'm about to talk about Labaka. This guy, when he plays, he's like he's playing with slippers on. The game oh, is too easy so for him. Good. The game oh, is too easy so for him. Good. The game is so easy for him. Kim and Jay, that's another player teams are going to come calling in the summer because that is a fantastic center back. The aggressiveness, he's just a perfect center back. Uh, Di Lorenzo has been really good. And Guisa, we all remember him from the Prem. Um, Zielinski. And I think they've been lumped with a couple of players, like the right wing situation. Lozano is a, is a scrub. No, like, no, I'm just going to say it straight. That guy's not good. But I I heard today they were linked with Adama Traore. Like, I don't know if that was like a true rumor or something. There's been links right, with that. That'd be, that'd be a little, that'd be a little uh, scary. I can't lie. <laughs> just seeing uh, Osimhen and Adama running at you is a little scary. I'm not going to lie. Adama's the most frustrating player. I said it yesterday. Like, he must be the most frustrating player to be uh, the coach of. Adama, he can beat a man, he can cross, but then honestly, I watch him, I just have a headache. I'm like, let me just take paracetamol watching this guy. So I don't know. He could cause damage in that sort of team. Serie had a bit more pace, but I don't know. I don't and know about Unahi. Yeah. They were linked, and they've been linked with Unahi all winter. That would be a fantastic. Mm-hmm. A midfield of Unahi, Labatka, and Anguisa is just that's beautiful. 
Mo, it's time to unleash on on Juve, on Allegri. Uh, coming up to this game, everyone was sort of getting hyped and gassed that Juve are back, or whatever people were saying. Um, let me get that thing up again, because basically the average age of this team is, what, 29, it says there? Yeah. Right. Um, but that formation says 3-5-2. I refuse to believe it was a 3-5-2. Um, and when I see when I see Bremer in the centre, right, supposed to be the, the calm and composed centre, because usually the middle, the centre, cent, the centre back of the three is usually the composed one, the ball playing one. You're in trouble if that's Bremer. If you're looking to, for Bremer to be that, you're in trouble. And then on either side, he's got Danilo and Alexandro. My God. This is so far from classic Juve. It's unreal for me. Mo, unleash on Juve and Allegri. It worked against small teams. It worked in Serie A against small teams. And Danilo, and I kept saying that this Juventus team is not good enough with Alexandro and Danilo as right and left centre-back. Yep. Bremer, people kept saying he's a good centre-back. And I said, yes, he's a stopper, but he's not Bonucci. He cannot play the ball from the back. And he can't do it. And he's prone to mistakes. And the midfielders, they were not good enough. The only player to be saved from that day was Angel Di Maria, the goal scorer, to be honest. He's the one who was trying. And it showed that his quality is level above everybody else. And But Allegri's ball, he tried to defend and it just didn't work. Again, is this Napoli storm. They were playing for fun. This game could have been 8 nine or ten they just took it easy at the end to be honest and this Juventus team listen they will win and I keep saying that and people think that yeah they won they lost 5-1 yeah they're gonna keep winning against small teams 1-0 2-1 mm. but they won't get anywhere yes they're gonna they might come second or third or fourth who cares but they won't chance for the Scudetto I thought I, I saw that they got the good mix they didn't and again it's Napoli they were torn apart from the first minute to the last minute of this game, they how didn't did create, how they didn't did the media, chances? How do the media see the situation of Allegri now? Uh, they, still secure, still comfortable. Why? Why is this? Because this is because they know that Juventus. This is the football they play now with the players they have. This is the best you can get out of Bremer, Alexandro, Rabiu, Milik, Moiskin. What are you expecting? And you're mm. not expecting this team to be world beaters. You're just expecting this team to scrape by small teams and get points. And they are second, still the third this point, 10 points behind the leaders, Napoli, who, who are in course to 100 points in this league. So they're not seeing it as Duma. They're seeing it as, yeah, you're doing what we asked you to do because still Pogba's injured. Bonucci, the injury list was Quadrado. The injury list is so long. Chiesa's not fit. They're saying he's doing his job, but yeah. they were so bad in this game that it was unbelievable how Juventus can be that bad. This is the worst loss in my lifetime. I've never seen Juventus that bad, by the way. And and they said this is the worst loss in about 35 years. Well, go, go, you, was you going to say something? I was going to go to yeah, Ty and yeah, say, no. Ty, is it? You go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to add quickly because I saw today Agnelli talking about the financial situation again, like of the Premier League teams. And I think that's the reason um, Allegri's got a bit of a buy as well. We know the financial situation of Juve, what's been happening. He will be fine. And when you think about the likes of Lahovic not been playing, Pogba's not been playing, these are guys who are going to come back into the team for Juve. 
at the end of the day, there's a lot of positives because as long as they finish in the top four, I think Allegri done his job because at one stage it didn't even look like they'd finish in the top four. Mm. So yeah, there's not much more than you can expect, I think. Uh, Ty, looking at the state of that table, um, it's a wrap, right? Like this team don't uh, look like, yeah. or, or, or are you, or is it this? We we we're speaking about Napoli not being able to get over the line. They got that yeah, Spurs. Yeah, we have. They got we that have. Spursy gene in them. Do, do you know are what? You, there's there's, there's only it? a team. It's only. In, do you know what? It's funny enough because we're talking about the Super Cup with the Inter Milan game, and I think if you look at that that table right there, I think the mm. team full of the most winners and the balance of experience of a bit of youth, I think is Inter Milan other than Napoli. So I think if anyone's going to challenge Napoli, I actually think, Mode, it would be your team Inter Milan because I think they can get a run together and they've got a good bench with a good 11. But, you know, we said about Napoli in like nine points clear now. The, the logic you've got to use is nine points is three defeats. They've lost one in their halfway through the season. They've kind of got to do a bit of an arsenal mm. where it's like, right, you've got to then lose three games and the other teams have got to win them games to catch up. So for me, do I see Napoli losing three or four games on the spin? Potentially they can, but do I see these other teams gaining? And that's where I don't, Grizz. It takes two to tango here. You know, you can't dance alone when you have a partner. You need two to go with it. And I just think that if Napoli drop points, we're all with the Milans, the Juventus, the Inters, the Lazios, and well, you know, throw Nazis in there for the combo, but... Will they capitalise? I don't think they're good enough to put a big, big run together. So for me, this is the year Napoli capitalise on other teams, maybe, like we said, rebuilding. In to go for a little bit of a, a, a different stage um, in the next two years. You've got Juve kind of rebuilding now, accepting what they are, and Milan looking to rebuild. So I think this is the time. But I want to say one thing on here, Grizz. I put a, I put a post out earlier talking about Victor Osman quickly and Man United mm-hmm. going in for striker. We were linked to Harry Kane yesterday for 80 million. Mm-hmm. I want Victor Osman over Harry Kane. And people said to me, I'm mad. I'm Victor Osman camp, prime age right now, young, dynamic, athleticism, like you said, um, Bilal. And he's a proper goal scorer. Harry Kane, for me, is getting dropping deeper. He's 30, 80 million. I get it, the Van Persie vibe. But if we're keeping Martial, which will stay in the squad, I don't want a similar profile. Martial and Kane are similar. Give me someone like Osman. I want the raw. I want the unpredictability. Give me two different types of profiles. So Victor Osman for me, 120 million, slap it down and go and get our striker for the next five years. Um, I can't disagree with that, man. Like, I know I've been on the Osman hype train for two years now. Like, my brother, right, like, he's he's ridiculous. I've been scanning him for two years because we were linked with him two years ago as well. That's why I started scanning him. And I thought, my God, let's bust, let's bust the bank for him. Yeah, like, we've when, got when to bust that- the bank. Do you when know what? Can I really just ask you something, yeah. actually? If you could... Because I'm I'm not this guy that's Darwin Nunes is crap. I think he gets in great positions, by the way. I call him calculated chaos. If he scores mm. the chance he's had, he's on like 20 goals already this season. Mm. If you could rewind the clock, would you have gone for Osimhen over Nunes? Oh, yeah, 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 all day. Would you, there's no okay. question about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 oh, no. No, because I've never yeah. asked you before, so I didn't know what your... No, 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 no. My, my people, people, people been ripping me because I don't rate Nunes. I've not rated Nunes when he was at Benfica. So okay. people have been saying, oh, you only rate him now because he's at Liverpool. No, I've always said he's going to be effective, but I don't rate him like that. Oh, so, so if Austin you give me... Your guy. Austin, man. Machine. Okay. Absolute machine. You know, he, 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 you know, the only reason I say that is because obviously Osman's done so well this season and Napoli are flying. People, not like you, but I'm saying the generic public of football will be like Osman this season. But last year, it's like, did you feel like that about him last year? Not no, you, no, no, like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 
Two okay. years, man. I've been wanting this guy, man. And I knew once Napoli no, paid Napoli paid 60, 70 million for him. Yeah, a lot. And Nap- yeah. You never see that. And you never really yeah. see that. That's when you know someone's going to be good because... And they know what they're doing. They know yeah. pretty much, pretty much he's worth 120 now, pro- probably around that figure. Um, but listen, I want to look at that yeah. table one last thing. And I, and I hate the way he gets away with everything. Look at Roma there. Well, like, they are three like, points behind I mean, yeah. the, the top four, Chris. So. Straight, man. You never know. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, but the seventh in, in Syria are in a dead Syria are. Mm-hmm. Mourinho's had money to spend. Am I right or am I wrong? He's been mm-hmm. there for is this second season now? Yes. Yeah. So normally his second season is his best season because third season is his worst season. So if, if second is his best season and he's f- three, four points behind, and I'm sorry, I'm not rating Atalanta this year. I'm not rating Inter. I've told you, AC Milan, I've just spoken about. And Juve, you've just slaughtered. Please don't defend Jose Mourinho and Roma here, lads. Or are you defending I think, him? I think Roma really and truly should make it into this top. The thing is with Lazio as well. Lazio, I think out of Lazio and Roma, I feel like Milan, out of those teams in the top four, should come out because I feel like Juve now, if they're already in it at their worst, they're only gonna get better and stay in there. So Juve, we can't defeat them. I've, I've already given up hope on that. Um, I, I, I just want to, I just want to slander Jose Mourinho there, and people because because people picked him up so much because he won the. I don't even know. No, man, I don't even know what that trophy is. a trophy, man. Listen, he finds a way. This yeah, is they're a star- they were starving. They were starving for a trophy. Uh, they. You saw the way they they're talking about today. Zaniolo, though, um, apparently Tottenham's coming for him today on loan. Something like if that. Zaniolo, 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 before his injury, I'm talking world-class levels. I haven't seen enough of him since his injuries because, you know, and obviously it's not, but before his injuries, he was elite, on the verge of becoming elite levels. That's how good he was. But, you know, injuries happen and, and yeah. you know, it's a nasty business we're in when, you know, when, when players get affected with injuries like that. But that Serie A looks like it's a wrap. We'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, the Champions League coming up soon. You know what I mean? Napoli have got um, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah, Frankfurt. Yeah, Lord, Lord help. Napoli Frankfurt. and Benfica can go far, you know, yeah. on a slide. Yeah. This Champions Napoli. League feels weird. That's what I'm saying. We'll keep an eye on that. And let's see if that affects their Serie A form as well. But let's move on to La Liga or the, the Super Cup version that most celebrating into the early hours today. I wonder if Madrid and Barca celebrated I wonder if Barca celebrated because Michael to beat again to beat Madrid there's no better feeling for Barcelona Madrid the conquerors and the strong they've got pretty much a stronghold in La Liga recently on on everything you know especially Champions League and people are talking about the evolution of Xavi's Barca with the young midfielders Pedri Gavi etc etc they turned it on they they made they made Madrid look very ordinary and yeah, old, dare I say it, old. Yeah, they absolutely dominated. Florentino Perez getting away with murder. They have. Do you know the last forward they signed was like, other than like a Renier was Mariano and Hazard in like 2019. That's the last time they signed a forward. And Luka Jovic. It's been four years. They have not signed a forward since then. They just were banking on Vinicius and Rodrigo, who they did take the jumps, but Mbappe, you no, know? they were banking on Mbappe. Yeah, they were. They've been banking on Mbappe since this guy was like 16, and he hasn't yeah. come yet. The midfield, um, obviously they've been injured. No too many, so you see like Tony Cruz at like the six and everything. Um, Luka Modric, Ancelotti has come out and said that Modric is way off the pace physically. That he like mm-hmm. sent him back to the training ground for like a week to kind of recuperate and everything. Um, Rudiger from based on Twitter, Madrid fans do not like him. They're asking him. They're, send, they're asking to send him back to Chelsea. That's what that's what the 
the rumor mill is saying for that. I just think that Madrid had an opportunity. They had Barca. They were stepping on their necks pretty much. They had the opportunity to like take over, and they've let Barca come back in, sneak a win. Let uh, what's his name? Laporta is cooking up levers again, probably. Um, I think they're interested in Yannick Carrasco now. I just think Florentino Perez, obviously, we all call him the Don and everything, but I just think he has been very poor the last couple windows. Just like even even this January, they said they're not signing anyone once again. When it is obvious that you need to sign someone because Vinicius, we talk, I said he's like one of the best left wing, but he has been way off at the season. But your fans that keep saying that, and I keep I see it as well. He he's trying too much in a way. He's trying like the hero ball everything, and like he's letting the fouls get to him and everything. He's getting very aggravated. Um, so I just think they need they need something different because Ancelotti, he is one of the best managers of all time. But when mm-hmm. his first plan does not work, that plan B, he does not have the tactical for that plan B, in my opinion. And I think it's time Madrid, the vibes have not, their vibes are not there from last year. I think it's time for Madrid after the season to kind of start going the tactical route. Obviously, they've always been not going with tactical managers. They've always gone with like man managers because they've had so many superstars. I think that it's time that they get someone that will bring structure because their defensive structure is one of the worst you can see in big teams. It's absolutely horrific. Like the fullbacks, Ferland Mendy, whoever uh, buys him, good luck. I don't want to see this thing. Mike was, Mike was getting me excited. I, 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 what I, it could not come out. Yeah. I, 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 no, I'm not even joking. Darwin Nunez against that Real Madrid structure, unless the, the heritage kicks in, which is very possible if you've seen the exactly. heritage kick in. But right now, if I look at the two teams, Darwin Nunez, if he is healthy against that Madrid defense, this guy will run chaos on him. I need Jota to have at least two to three games before that game because I know everyone's Darwin Nunes, but my guy, your goal, Jota, is the one I need for this. For this, uh, Skull Thugger is in the building. He says, I know your soul is smiling tonight, Riz. <laughs> yeah, you know, 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 this, you know, this signal is not for one game at a time. Let him know it's for one draw at a time. Just let him know. <laughs> one draw at a time. But anyway, we move. Did you know what I want to say on this on this on this game, which I found very interesting, and it's kind of an alarm bell for some players at that football club of Barcelona. Great win for them. So first of all, I want to say great win, three one against obviously a Real Madrid team that you might have thought you know with that experience and stuff. In a way, Barcelona are they're quite unpredictable. You can see what Xavi's trying to do, but it's like it's not working every game. Um, but you look at that lineup. If you just throw it up again. That bit that stands out for me. Look who's highlighted in blue. You've got Gavi playing mm. on the left, by the way, right? And you've signed Rafinha, who's not worked. And you've seen him linked with moves away and stuff, but he wants to make it work at Barcelona. Fair play to him. Mm. You've got Ansu Fati, who's come back from two ligament injuries, who was the next sort of big thing coming into it. And now he's getting back fit. He is fully fit, but he's not really getting the full minutes. So if I'm Rafinha and I'm Ansu Fati, and I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm actually like an elite level winger. They definitely believe that in themselves. But you're letting or allowing Xavi to believe that Gavi should start over you on the wings. This guy's a central midfielder, brilliant player, great ball carrier, tidying possessions in them little pockets as well. One-twos popping off here and there. But you're allowing him to drop a, a good performance out on the left. It shows also how good Gavi is that he can play in that position at this age. But if I'm Ansu Fati and Rafinha... I'm kind of worried a bit more for my long term because Javi's kind of one of their managers as well that you could imagine. He's played under Pep. He plays that sort of football. Once he starts seeing that you're not really fit for his profile, you're done. 
You are done. I don't think it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and merge you into it. At Barcelona, he hasn't got time to merge. He'll just go out and get someone that fits his profile. So I think when I look at this Barcelona team, yeah, brilliant win, but it really stood out to me when I saw Gavi playing on the left. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, Ansu Fati and Rafinha are natural wingers just left out like that. I don't know what you man think, but I thought it's quite a an interesting proposition he's gone with there. And they've beaten Real Madrid, by the way. Not one nil, three one. Yeah. They are looking, I think they were they looked like they were in control the whole game from the first minute, which I, I was watching the game and I'm like, how can this Barcelona team look so good? And it looks like it's Pep's way of playing football. And defensively, they were very, very solid. And and you remember in, in the beginning of the season, we talked about Araujo being the right back, a center back being a right back. He's not asked to go forward at all. He's leaving everything. Come to that. I was going to He's come really to that. leaving yeah. that to Osman Dembele. Like, go do your thing. I'm just behind you, covering. Mm. And he was one of the highest rated players on this game just because he wanted to, he defended the Vinicius Junior really well. No one asked the guy to go forward and do crosses. <laughs> And it's just do your job. And it looks like Zavi is turning into this guy that whatever works, works. I don't need to have Danny Alves as right back. If, Ronald, if Araujo works and Osman Dembele in front of him works, it'll work. And as Ty said, which is very important, if Gavi, my fluid midfielder, can play on the left and do the job, highest rated player in this game, will do it. So what, they, what, what, what I notice, what I see with this formation, what I notice is because, you know, this... Um, Pretty much like what quite a lot of the big teams are doing. And even Arsenal have done it, Bill out. It's, it's pretty mm. much a good example. Whereas Arujo, comparable to Ben White in terms of Ben White plays as a third centre-back almost. Not asked, I know sometimes, I know recent games he's been bombing forward as well. But you mm. know how one fullback turns into it's like an inverted mm. centre-back almost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the other one, Balde, right? And mm. then that helps Gavi play inverted type. Yes. I know you're talking about... Yeah. I know you're talking about Gavi and you were saying like left wing doesn't really suit him. He was playing like a he was almost playing like an eight, really. Yeah, on, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Balde is their new like sort of uh what's the guy's name? The the, the, the fullback Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba. So he's the new mm-hmm. young legs get up and down that track and Dembele mm-hmm. on the other side. Rujo's comeback has been the one that they've been waiting for. Because for me, Rujo is yeah. the one that's Classy, one-on-one, strong, powerful, enjoys defending. Mm. And, and, and you know how many times we've talked about Barcelona players not enjoying mm. defending? Like Christensen, okay, maybe mm. has doesn't have the physical attributes that Arujo has. Kunde, I'm not a big fan of Kunde, lads. And I've said it for a long, long time. I'm not a huge, huge fan of Kunde, all right? Maybe he'll prove me wrong and whatever people say, oh, we told you so, I'm not happy. I, I don't think Kunde's that. But Arujo, yeah, man, he's that guy, right? Has anybody got any doubts about Arujo? Listen, we've been waiting for him for just to come back and stay fit and healthy because he is the difference maker in this team. When we talked about early in the season who's going to win La Liga, I was saying Barcelona. And the reason is it wasn't just the signings and all of this. If you think back to that 4-0 game with even Aubameyang destroying Real Madrid, right? There's just something about Barcelona. When they click the philosophy of the team, the philosophy of the players that they can bring up, the Gavis. I know Pedri, they did, they signed him from Las Palmas and I think everyone kind of thinks he's a La Masia product. He's not. But they signed him young. They've developed him. 
the the product of and the football Barcelona play is different when they're on fire. I think Real Madrid, as we've seen over the past what fifteen years, really in the league, they don't really compete when Barcelona are you know on song. And now mm. with Araujo coming in, I think this is going to add to their defense. I don't know how many goals. I think they've only maybe conceded one goal this season in the league or something like six that. Six goals. Six goals, yeah. I can't remember the stat. It was a crazy stat. They haven't conceded many six goals. Six goals in 16 games. It's impressive. Yeah, impressive defence. Now, without the likes of, obviously, PK uh, in there, you know, just a liability the whole time. The defence now is looking good. And the thing is, right, I like what he's doing with Araujo. And we make that Ben White comparison, I'd say maybe... If Kunde plays on the right, maybe he can do more of what Ben White offers in terms of on the ball. But even if you play in Araujo, if you've got a one-on-one demon like a Dembele, you can get away with playing someone like Araujo. If you have someone who's really good on one side, can isolate his fullback all the time, take him on repeatedly, it doesn't matter if he scores or even assists, as long as he's always causing havoc, then you can end up even playing now a Gavi and a Pedri in the middle and having mm. that numerical superior superiority in the middle as well. So, yeah, I'm really impressed with Barcelona. But to be honest, right, I think a lot of this, yes, Barcelona played good, but there are so many problems with Real Madrid at the same but, time. <laughs> go on, yeah, uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. But I, I thought you were done, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I was just going to add just one thing. And that's on, like, the young players and the development of some players at Real Madrid, right? Sometimes it works out okay with the likes of Vinicius where they signed him young. He's coming to the team. After two, three years, then you're starting to see, oh, Vinicius, this is the guy we brought for all these millions and now he's really developing. But then again, you get a lot of cases like I'm hoping, well, maybe I'm, I'm kind of hoping my guy Kamavinga, do what Odegaard did. Don't get a look in. Get hooked off. And then, yeah, we'll give you that Odegaard rehab at Arsenal. So I'm hoping that on the slide. But really and truly, for Real Madrid to start progressing, right, they need to trust their players a little bit more. The Camavingas, I know Chomeni obviously wasn't about. Even the likes of Valverde, he's being forced to play like this right wing, whatever but he guys, is. He needs to get guys, in the midfield. But what, what are we noticing, though? The drop-off in Liverpool, the drop-off in City, the drop-off in Madrid... All these teams that played so many games, so many World Cup players involved, the drops... And, and obviously, we've had the craziest drop-offs, so I'm not trying to drag others on our level, right? But the level that Madrid aspired to, that's a drop-off, guys. The levels Man City aspired to, that's a drop-off. Um, another team that, talking of drop-offs, guys, I've just got this up on the screen right now. Uh, we won't dwell on it too long because I'm not... Expl- I know you guys are... I, I know your ball. Uh, where's this one? I've got the wrong one up. Oh, man. Stop my one. Yeah, yeah, stop your one, innit? Uh, have I got my one up? Yeah. Yo, what's going on here? Like, this team, Stad de Ron, Stad Rone, like, in France, they're doing bits, man, this team, man. Like, Michael Super Team. You know what's mad about this game, Grizz? I don't know if a lot of people, obviously, I, I do check the League One teams. I, did, I miss this game, but funny enough, with Rennes, um, I actually like him, to be fair, because I, I know they've got a winger called Kaladim Suleimana from um, Ghana. Mm-hmm. If you actually look at Ren's team, they had about five or six key players out of this game, by the way. Mm. Like, goes under the radar. When people look at, like, obviously, Ren, they think, oh, God, who's this Ren team on? It's beat PSG. They just see it through the naked eye. When you actually look at this team, 
their injuries. They've got like five starters out. Gomi, Benjamin Berrigard was suspended. The midfielder, like, Zeka, yeah, man. There was like five key players out. So people can't say, oh, PSG got injuries. No, Rens have them too. And the depth mm. of PSG should be better. So this was a poor result. I actually have to say it. As a PSG person that likes them, you know, and wants them to win the Champions League because we're not in it and it'll be nice for Neymar and Messi and stuff like that. That's a that's a that's quite a big defeat. The only plus for PSG, which I'm going to tell you guys about, is number 33. Yes, he came off and it's probably quite a hard game for him away. But Warren Zay Emery is one of my favorite young footballers in the world coming up. Like 16 years of age, and you're starting a game for PSG. It just goes to show how good you are. But just remember this name because I think when France lost the World Cup final recently. I was on a show with Parisian Londoner who does stuff for PSG. And I said, this guy at the next World Cup, he will be in that squad. And remember that. Anyone want to chime in on, on either bigging up Ren yeah. or, or cussing down PSG? Because uh, Are we saying Bayern Munich beating this team, knocking them out? I think uh, we said that by Munich. I don't know, man. I don't know why it's so they, hard they to They don't call. look great, Grizz. They PSG, though, are the type great. of team, don't you think, Mo, that they're, like, they, they're just ra- they're waiting for the Champions Big game. I think so. I agree with you, Ty. But also, you have to remember that bad form brings bad yeah. form. Okay. It's yeah. like, you know, you're not winning games. Winning, as people say, we used to say in football, winning is a habit most of the time. And they are not. Winning convincingly now in 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 Ligue 1. Some games they're losing, they're drawing games, and it, this was supposed to be the easy ride, the Ligue 1 for them after all these signings, and it, it's not looking easy for them. They're only three points at the top. This is not what expected from PSG. So I'm just I'm I don't care if PSG win or don't don't win the Champions League, and I do want them to win it because I don't like them as a team, but. For me, bad form is not looking good going to the Champions League. And if they don't pick it up, there's still a month left before the Champions League. I think they're going to be in trouble. Mm. When you look at that team and, and you're looking at, again, I always look at the back. Like if they're going to play that system, Ramos as a right-sided centre-back at his age. Then you've got Daniel Pereira, who I don't rate. I just don't rate him. And then you've got Marquinhos. It's like a one-man show there. That's always going to be their weakness, right? Or are you lot saying, no, nah, no, nah, that's calm. That's good enough. Like, I don't the, know. PSG worried me, man. I, I don't think, to be honest, right now, with the fact that Bayern have signed Sommer, uh, I think now Ulreich in goal in the Champions League, I think Bayern, to be honest, right? I've, 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 yeah, I think they have to be the favourites for this game. We'll see how they come back after this break. They should be refreshed. The Musialas, Gnabry, Sarnes. Thomas Muller's, Oluk Komen's, they've got a wealth of talent as well. But also, for me, they've got probably a better structure. They've got a better tactician as a manager, in my opinion. As, as much as Gautier, we say, yes, he's he's been doing good in France. He's got the PSG job. It's nice to see a Frenchman, I guess, managing PSG as well. But really and truly, I think Bayern might just have a bit too much for them. But then again, you just always think, with Mbappe and Messi, anything can happen. The reason I'm saying Mbappe and Messi... Is because this guy Neymar, I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know, Michael. You really? can tell me. I don't know. Listen, the way I watch him every game, I'm just thinking, bro. Uh, yeah, it might be. It might be over. <laughs> uh, I, get, <laughs> I, get what, I get what you're saying. I had that same. I had that same worry after the World Cup. I'm like, once Neymar lost that World Cup, I feel like his will to like, in a sense, to play football is like halfway mm. gone. Because even if they win, he'll move to America, Michael. He might, because like, wh- like even if PSG win the UCL, let's be serious. We all know who the credit's gonna go to. It's gonna go to Messi and Mbappe. 
So like with Neymar, bro, you're gonna be the third he man. He hates that. He hates like, that. Come on, like he wants a PSG to be the main guy to deliver them the UCL. Mbappe was meant mm. to be a sidekick, and Mbappe turned into the Batman while he's the Robin. He's not even the Robin anymore because Messi's a Robin in a sense in that team. So PSG, you know why I say I say FPSG always. I'm not a fan. I hate. Yeah, I'm wearing the, the drip right now. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah, yeah. Hate <laughs> PSG. Like, oh my god. Anyway, but talking about sort of sidekicks and players that you know, haven't got the will to play football anymore. What a, what a player this was and so much hype about him when he went to United, I guess. Depay. Um, probably a significant transfer of this week, I oh, guess. Is there, any, is there anyone? This? There you go, sir. That's why, this is why you're tuning in to Eurostars. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was getting ready for United. Wow. Bro, okay. Eurostars. This is what I'm talking about. Memphis deprived to Atletico Madrid. Here we go. Agreement sealed on fee. Three to four million. Like, might as well be free. Depay is set to travel to Madrid for medical soon. Guys, <sighs> how is Memphis Depay going to play, replace Cunha? Very similar players. Won't ever reach the highest echelons levels. They've just seen Felix go. Cunha fail, so many other players. What makes Depay, who hasn't worked hard for the last three, four years, what's my brother going to do under Simeone? Does anyone have an idea of a plan here? Like, what's the thinking behind this? It's money. It's all money, right? The fact that Jao Felix, obviously, he's gone on loan. If Simeone stays, now he's talking about, he's talking like he's going to stay at Leti. If they yeah. get 100 million for Jao Felix and they've signed Depay for 4 million, that saves them a lot of money. And he's a competent player. He can offer them a lot. He can go out wide if they ever want to play with wide men. He can play in a two up front. And I think he's actually very good in a two up front when he has someone maybe next to him. So he can offer a lot. For that price, it is a bit of a bargain. And you do take it. But just one thing I'd like to add. That kit is a monstrosity. I just yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to... Yeah. It's hurting my eyes, man. Watch yeah, <laughs> Looking what at this kit. That's a disgusting <laughs> kit. That's a disgusting yeah. kit. Guys, anybody want to talk about this Depay move? Is there, is there any relevance to this? Or is this just a move for the sake of a move? And I don't get it. Is it is, 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 is becoming a journeyman, man. Yeah, I mean... I mean, with the pie, obviously, you said the main United move obviously didn't work. I still remember when he cost his top four in 15, 16. So I'll never forgive him for that, to be honest. But... Leon, he was good. They got, they made that UCL semifinal, so that that was like a bright moment. But everyone was, was good in that Leon team, but they just yeah, kind of fizzled out, right? The, and, that Leon team. Yeah, and then oh now, I mean, up, this helps. I guess this helps Atleti secure like top four, maybe. Like he can provide like a spark for them. I don't really know. I don't read Atletico. Uh, we all we, they're not good right now. Simeone probably needs to leave, but if he stays, I don't know what their plan is. They're, I don't know what they're cooking over there in that side of Madrid. But I mean, it's just that. Mike uh, 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 Mo uh, is Simeone gonna stay? It doesn't look like it looks like they're gonna part ways. I know that he signed a contract extension like last year as well, but it, it looks like they they're gonna just part ways. And then I think Atletico is gonna go like on a, in a different way, and Simeone is gonna find another team to torture, another fan. How's this? How's this? We're gonna end on a how's this for a take. You know this uh, this type of striker from from Holland striker stroke forward like technically great because when you see because when you see Depay strikeable you think yo if you see a collection of Depay's goals you're going to say yo this guy can score some goals and they've got a lot of players like that in the Dutch setup and Liverpool bought one very recently and that's all I'm going to say I hope he doesn't end up being like a Depay because when you see this guy play for 90 minutes you think nah but when you see a collection of his goals you think yo you know what I mean so that's why 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out in the atmosphere, you know what I mean? Before The thing with Gakpo, he's not even as good as a footballer as a Depay. So... This is, Bilal, I was just going to say, do you know what? If I've watched, if you watched Gakpo as a footballer, I don't think he's pleasing. But as a ball striker and finishing on the end, when you're a player that gets on the end of things, He's brilliant, but when you're saying, you know what, your team's in a bit... Of a I don't want to be that Liverpool fan that's yeah. all negative and toxic. Nah, you don't want to do people, it, but, but from your eye test, Chris, I know that you're... People thinking, already you know, people already know I hate shitting on players before they've given me the given a chance, so I want to be proved wrong. I want to yeah. be virtually slapped on every stream. Yeah, Every stream, I want to be People don't realise in this streaming game, we like to be wrong sometimes. If we've got a player that we're doubting for our own club, we want them to prove our wrong. They prove our wrong. That means we're getting results and we're doing something. He's going to... Last thing, Mm -hmm. Chris, because you asked him the Memphis thing, if anyone wants to say anything. I just wanted to say that I think, first of all, Simeone's gone. You know, I said it in the first stream ever when we done it together on this. I think he's done. But in Memphis, I just think this epitomises where Atletico are. So we're an Arsenal fan here. You've got a Liverpool fan. We've got a Manchester United fan. We've got an Inter fan. If Memphis signed for any of our clubs, it's one of them ones where you're like, mm, take Meh. It you're not really. So that shows where Atletico are because Atletico for me five, six years ago were competing. Mm. Signing players like Memphis, you are not competing. You're just staying where you are. So it's mm-hmm. nothing exciting. That's a great point. That's a great point. And I agree with you. It's a, it's a mere signing and that's what uh, Atletico yeah. are right now. Um, but guys... Fantastic show. We're going to call it a wrap. I think we've covered most leagues, most talking points. If we've missed out anything, let us know in the comments and the chat and we'll discuss it next week. Uh, yeah. This has been Eurostars. Thank you to Mo, Michael, Ty and of course, Bilal. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what the game situation is. It's all yeah. wild at the moment, isn't it? Nobody knows. No what's going next, time we speak, next time we speak, Bilal will be getting his oh. ticket ready anyway. So. Oh, yeah. oh. London will be locked off, man. I can't wait. Come on. <laughs> Don't worry. Tomorrow we're gonna cover we're gonna cover the build-up to all the Premier League action in Premier League Carnage. I've got a preview to the Chelsea game with Matisse coming up as well, real soon. Keep nice. it locked. Follow the guys on their socials, Never a Foul. Make sure you go check the Never a Foul brothers out as well. And uh, we see you next week. Eurostars. Yeah, thank you we for out. having us, man. Every time. All right. Thank you. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.